No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. It's all Battletech and McWarrior all the time. You're listening to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Hammer Tactical Contracting, providing top-shelf inebriated pilots for your toughest missions. Did you just touch my pretty baby? Oh, God! You shot me! You shot... You shot me! God damn it! You shot Did me! Did you just touch Why my drink? Very, very crimsical from HTC reminding you, we're drinking in the dropship. We're drinking in the mech bay. Drinking in the cockpit. And most importantly, drinking as we use your mech for salvage. Ah, good old HTC. We're here to leave a mark, starting with that corpse. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 66. My name is Phil and I'm your host. It is March 27th, 2013. And my shout out, it's going to go to the NGNG TV streamers. You guys are doing awesome. 24-7 mech porn. It's happening. It's going to happen. And we're doing a really great job. So thank you again, guys, for putting in the time and streaming effort. Darren, who do you have? Well, to clarify, do we have 24-7 yet or is that our goal? It's pretty close. I mean, considering last Friday, I think we had 12 hours plus wow. so yeah. it's growing quick very cool yeah. my shout out today this is darren aka bombadil um is to sphere wars it's a new mwo league it starts on april 1st that's five days it is very large scale somewhere around 2000 conquerable planets a marketplace drop ships jump ships logistics the fun stuff so um i'll have that info in the show notes and this was brought to you by my buddy just tired it's gonna say jt give him a shout out and brennan who do you have Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Kell, and tonight my shoutouts are going to MWOG, Aces, and of course our live studio audience. I hear you there. And Greg, welcome back. Good to be here. I'm going to give a shout out to Josh, Misty, Bryce, and Megan of the Arecibo Society. It's my new job. Uh, ArecibuSociety.org if you want to check it out. Josh in particular, I am pretty sure he listens regularly. He is a big Battletech fan, and Bryce actually builds robots. So... I Plus like this guy. That. And of course, welcome to all of our live studio audience members. We've got like 60 plus people in this channel. It's amazing. And we appreciate everyone out there taking the time out of their uh, night to join us. And of course, if you're listening out there for the first time, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you're not, uh, you know, at work and it's just a drawl day. And well, hopefully we can get you by. So yes. And we ask, hey, if you have the ability, go to our website and there's a tip jar on the right side. 
click that. Hey, show us some love if you like what we're doing with everything under NGNG, and we'd appreciate it. Thank you. Indeed, show us love. And if you have any plans to buy anything on Amazon.com or Newegg.com, please help us out by clicking through the banners on our website. It won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little kickback. Good way to support us if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. But that is one way you can help keep us going 24-7 now. Hello there. This is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy Gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, Call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt A-R-M-D And remember, if you need to get even, get ARM. It is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3050. Be sure to check out the latest videos at No Guts, No Galaxy TV on YouTube. And don't forget to like us, subscribe, all that stuff. And as I was telling Colonel Sharp, one of the videos on there, as we were just talking about, is how to change your field of view. So be sure to uh, look that up, and that'll give you and as, all that as info. And as and I says, if Phil's video, and he can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Anybody can. And we are now, well, we have our Twitch uh schedule up as you can see on our calendar that's uh, twitching four times a week that's the official twitch with igp and usually includes garth and other uh, characters but we also have our own uh twitch channel going and it's we're basically getting really close to twitching 24 7 phil how is that going it's actually going really well we just brought in uh another twitch streamer uh, you guys know him as they call me gunny and he was actually streaming earlier doing really well we've got uh, a ton of people uh, again um, the next probably person we'll be pr- bringing in is Zalcor. Uh, he works on the week, so he has limited time to stream. But anyways, uh, really good uh, personalities. We're getting multitudes of different personalities, and you guys can pretty much support. Actually, by the way, if you go to that link down at the bottom of the info section, I worked on getting this graphic up. If you guys helped me last night, I was up to literally 6 in the morning and finally got it working. So... Uh, check that out. There's like clickable links and stuff like that. Uh, so it was really cool. So, are you looking for more members for your BattleTech or Mech Warrior unit? Unit, unit, cockpit. Advertise with NGNG today and reach thousands of potential recruits for your own unit ad. Head on over to our website and check out the support NGNG page for more information. And speaking of your unit, Phil, is your unit looking for voice comms or just a place to hang out and talk with other Battletech and Mech Warrior fans? There are a lot of us. Get up and get set up on the No Guts No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you log in, contact Phil, also known as Sean Lang, to get set up. Critical hits. Boy, we have uh, a big one uh, that was released this last Monday. Thunderdome. And we've had people voting for three days. Now, are votes closed? Yes, uh, votes will be closing down. So if you haven't voted yet, make sure you go do so, like, right now. Like, right now. Anyway, um, very interesting comic. I think uh, Rudy outdid himself again. Um, Definitely takes me back to uh, cheesy movie, but very (laughs) cool moment. I need to watch it again. I just need, I need to, 
Yeah, I need to do it. Yeah. And community spotlight this week, we actually have two. The first is another remnant video um, created by Celestial. Just saw this earlier today. Pretty damn awesome. The guy knows what he's doing. Yes, and that is a Sean, and he is actually going to be tackling the NGNG TV uh, YouTube machinima style videos. So if you haven't watched that, check it out. Amazing stuff. And I'm looking forward to Sean rocking it out with uh, quality machinima videos for NGNG. So great work, Sean. Uh, the Remnot, amazing video, great promotional recruiting vid there. I mean, you can't really argue. Also, I'm just going to say nope. right now, I think 40 seconds at that video when they're all charging down the hills is the greatest thing back where I've ever seen in my life. It is yeah, there's, there are some amazing moments in that video. Um, you know, the guy's got skill, no doubt about it. Second uh, community spotlight, Ironhawk's unit insignia thread. Well, it's Ironhawk. I just wanted to give a quick spotlight to Ironhawk in general. He's a uh, forum goer, but specifically, you guys know him. He creates artwork. Uh, he does uh, yeah. unit insignias. He does uh, repaints. Um, he's one of the guys pretty much I followed after Hayden, and then it was Ironhawk. And I pretty much follow Ironhawk all the time. He actually did our, um, the I believe it was one of our mechs, the Flea. Yeah, that sounds, Maybe. I don't know. Oh, but very he's, he's beautiful work. Yeah, I love his amazing stuff. logos. Love his yeah, he's just amazing. Um, I'd love to be able to see like his insignias, those like in game. I think that would be like pretty badass. Hell yeah! There's so many that end up in games that I think I don't want to see that one. If you have something you'd like to, for us to feature in the community spotlight, send your submissions to spotlight at nogusnogalaxy.net, and we'll check it out. Local games again. Southern California BattleTech Cup West Coast BattleTech event in Fullerton, California takes place on Sunday, April 14th from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah, that's correct. 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Firebase location. Card Addiction Games. Call 714-870-1194 for more information. Details will be in the show notes. And are you looking for people to play tabletop game in your area or looking for more players? If so, give us uh, an email at localgames at nogalaxy.net and we will announce it for you for free. Don't forget to send your pictures. Yeah, pictures. If you've got uh, NGNG t-shirts, herbs t-shirts, mech t-shirts, send me pictures. And I know some of you have. Yeah, didn't we hear that some people were getting them just in time to take to some tabletop games and they were going to take pictures and so forth? Yeah, actually, uh, one of our own unit members just throwing that out there. You know who you are. You're listening right now pictures and funding for this podcast is brought to you by you this is a listener supported podcast and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment software prizes and other projects check out our tip jar on the right side of the website podcast unit ads George Ledoux and BB Wolf recorded messages and unit ads as well and I also want to make one more mention because it is the news of Sphere Wars I'm going to link it in this section as well be sure to check it out it's the uh, newest MWO uh fan-made league starting up April 1st. It's right around the corner, so check it out. I was going to say, we do appreciate everyone's support. We've got the new NGNG t-shirts. They should be arriving probably, which I don't think they shipped yet, but they'll be arriving probably next week. Those will be going up on the website. We're looking around $20 for those, and we obviously ship international now. Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand, um, and I can add, uh, I need to add Germany on there as well. And uh, if you live in another country and you want to buy a t-shirt, make sure to email me and I will look at the shipping prices and get that up for you guys. So if you're interested, hit me up. And we appreciate everyone you're, you know, everyone out there, you guys are supporting us and we just want to give back. And specifically, we're going to be doing a giveaway. I have it up on the shelf right behind me. Uh, we had a uh, NGNG 
fan that uh, helped donate some money and said, buy this and give it away. So as oh, we yeah. quickly turn your attention to the Razer Nostromo. This so is actually brand this new. was totally, yeah, this is brand new. Uh, one of our listeners donated very kindly. He's an awesome guy. And uh, we're giving this away to you now. How do we do this, Phil? So what we're going to do is pretty much like we've done all giveaways. I'll be making a post on our website. You go there, follow the instructions, and it'll be pretty simple to enter the drawing. So thank you again to the guy who did that. We do appreciate that. And hopefully you guys time. enjoy the uh, the Razer Nostromo. It's really nice. And to be honest, I felt like keeping it. But <laughs> Me too. Look at I'm that thing. Gonna, I'm not going to do that. Now that I'm on record, so now I have to give it away, right? So, uh, but anyways, somebody really nice. Somebody named Lang Sean won it. Weird. Yeah, I know, right? Jeez. Shipping is nothing. <laughs> All right. And, of course, we'll be do, doing that. We'll be posting that up on our website, posting up on Facebook, let you guys know so you can enter to win that. So, oh, and by the way, uh, Apostle, um, I expect t-shirt or expect pictures when you get that uh, model kit. So make sure to send me those. He's in Australia. It still hasn't got to him. It takes a bit for international shipping. Keep that in mind. Carried aloft upon the winds of battle, we drift through the inner sphere, wandering masterless and homeless, stricken by the memories of what was. Our forefathers were forced to witness the death and destruction of all they held dear, left behind by their fellow Star League soldiers, driven from the world they called home, hounded at every turn by the so-called Lords of Succession. Now we have been forced to live in exile and this mercenary lifestyle, fighting in the pay of one power or another, earning enough money to keep ourselves and our families whole, struggling to retain our independence. Yet even here, we retain our honor and serve only the noblest of causes, hoping against hope that someday the winds of battle shall carry us back to the home we cannot name once more. We are the Windborn Highlanders. The winds shall carry us home. Join us, windbornhighlanders.com, for recruitment and contracts. And of course, for the guest, we have Garth. We don't really have any questions directly for him because, well, he's just a part of the show. You guys know it, so we're just going to go ahead and move on, and Garth, just pipe in when you want to. Hooray! In your your monotone. This is (laughs) how it's going, day. How are you doing, Garth? Not too bad. See, that wasn't monotone at all. That had ups and downs. Yeah, that was good. And, of course, we have Mech of the Week. More mechs, more problems. And, of course, for you guys out there, you guys voted last week, and we had a tie for the Enforcer and the Quick Draw. So, well, this week we decided to do the Quick Draw because, I mean, it sort of won. You know, it was just sort of a, you know, 50-50 chance when we flipped the quarter. So it is the Quick Draw, and let's go ahead and dive into the details. It is the Quick Draw QKD-4G. It's a heavy mech for all of you uh, mech heads out there. 60 tons, goes 86.4 kph, which I love. This is like my mech again, with jump jets, of course. Now it's armament, it's rocking an LRM-10, an SRM-4, and four medium lasers. So I definitely see this as sort of like a large trebuchet. Yeah. And it's originally built in 2779 as a competitor to the Rifleman, which I don't really understand because the Rifleman is sort of like an anti-air platform, at least in the Battletech lore. So, yeah. It, it did fail at this role, so um, that may be why. 
that may be why i don't know you you throw uh lrms and srms and try to go toe-to-toe with large lasers and acs i don't know i no, no, it was meant to be a competitor of the Rifleman. Like, not, I don't think it was meant to be anti Rifleman. It was meant to um, try and take over the role of the Rifleman, which, it, again, it is just as stupid because uh, how can you do that with that armament? I have no idea. But, anyways, it does have strengths, mobility, which obviously 86 kilometers per hour in a heavy. And jump jets. And jump jets. Close combat. Most of its weapons are all medium range to close range with the medium lasers and SRM. It does have that LRM uh, 10 for long range hitting power, but uh, its weakness, it doesn't have a lot of armor, at least stock, obviously, for those out there. Have you guys actually used this in the tabletop at all, or Mega Mech? I have not used it in the tabletop. However, it was my mech of choice for the longest time in multiplayer Battletech Solaris, which was the original Battletech MMO. I was going to uh, say, yeah. <laughs> old school. Yeah, One that was the, the shit, man. Games I ever played. I think it was the first online game I ever played. I was addicted and to that game. I know, right? <laughs> and they charged you by the minute too. I don't I know. Really think about how much money I spent. Yeah, I ran up a three hundred dollar uh, bill on uh, uh, AOL back then. Yeah, I never did pay. Well, one of the important things about the quick draw, which really drew it to me, was that two of the medium lasers are actually rear mounted. So a very popular tactic at the time was to just straight charge people because charging did damage in the game, and you passed through them. So what I would do is I'd circle around, circle around, circle around. When it got time, I would charge the mech, and then as I did damage to their front armor, I would then quick switch to rear view and fire my medium lasers and hit the rear armor as well, and then use the quick draw speed to sort of stay behind them. Hmm, okay. It's so- very effective against most assaults and heavies. I always wonder if rear-mounted uh, lasers would be effective in MWO. You know, you move around so fast, I can't imagine, unless you're going in a straight line, it would just be confusing. I don't know, I think they could be. I think it would take some skill. Um, I think it would take Indeed. a little bit of um, uh, a unique design. Like, how do you do that? Do you just switch? Is it a little mini camera? I don't know, there's tons, ton of stuff like that. But yeah, uh, this mech is definitely me. Uh, it's got speed, maneuverability, and it's got a good a little bit of hitting power, um, obviously. So I'd give it a try. And if you're uh, yeah, can use this, uh, let us know how you like it in the tabletop or mega mech. I'll let you know how I like it. Mm. And moving on to community questions and disclaimer, we can't answer every question. Some of these answers are answered later on during the podcast. So uh, yeah, just keep that in mind. I'm also going to be sarcastic, so keep that in mind. <laughs> nothing nothing new, so I guess that, that works. Business as usual. All right, so we have the first question is Avas, and he says, will the bat be properly updated and made useful? I wonder, hmm, like, sarcasm much? I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I think he's saying that the bat is shit. He's just saying that's the starting point. It is shit now. Well, I didn't see read anything in that. I mean... I just... did. So how does the bat work currently? I mean, obviously it detects uh, shutdown max in uh, proximity range gives you an added uh, range bonus to your sensors, correct? I mean, what what is the, the big issues as far as BAP currently? I think um, it weighs a lot for what it does. Yeah, it does weigh a lot. That's pretty much is the reason why I don't use BAP for the most part is because of the weight issues. Are you talking about one and a half tons? It just doesn't do enough to... I always it. want more ammo or, you know... Exactly, always... you're like, hmm, should I have this double heat sink and half ton of armor? Or exactly. Or the ability to check mechs that are shut down? 
So it doesn't do enough, so therefore it's you'd rather take a heat sink or a little bit more armor or maybe a bigger engine than that, what it offers. Uh, I have, like, out of tons of mechs, I have maybe two that have that. I was going to say, I, I have it on a hunchback, but that's only the only reason I have it on there is because I literally can't fit in another double heat sink. I can't fit any more ammo and or anything, armor, nothing. It's maxed out. So I think I have it on there just to fill it up. One thing I would like to say with the bat probe, kind of like a help with the immersion a little bit, is maybe make your night vision, heat, mag res, all those alternative views perhaps a little more sensitive and clear than you have a bat. That would make Ooh, it a good idea. Use. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, you listening to this shit? <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing game-breaking, but something noticeable that perhaps a practice scout could really take advantage of. So I guess my question to you guys is, and to everyone out in the live studio audience, is introducing something that hasn't been done before. Are you guys going to be like, oh my god, you know, if they introduce something like this to where it, it gave a benefit other than what's been done in the past, are, are you guys for it? Are you guys against it? Or are you like, I hey, think you know as my long as it works? Here. Yeah, if it works, you guys don't really care as long as it, it offers something. Like, okay. if, if it enhances what BAP currently is, I don't see any negatives besides it. Because literally, for one and a half times, it's like Darren was saying, there's literally no reason to take BAP at the moment. None okay. whatsoever. Okay, well, uh, Garth, if you uh, fill us in maybe next week or something, let us know. I will love out. BAP if they just throw one of those, you know, uh, little satellite looking things out of the top of my head every time I use it. Yeah, it's I think you should do that submarine ping thing like the sonar. Ping. That'd be the greatest. Alright, so next question we have is anonymous. Does PGI know if MWO has the population necessary to survive a segregation into two or more different regional servers? Mm, this issue. Like, do we know? Dividing the community. Is this someone asking well, me for the numbers? Or? Well, here, here's the thing is, um, there's a lot of people that have the argument of, um, well, hey, if you introduce, like, and I'm going to go off a tangent here, third person, it's going to split your player base and blah, blah, blah. The really question is, you guys are introducing regional servers, and people are saying, oh, it's going to kill the game, when in reality, that's sort of a speculative um, statement, because we as players actually don't know how many people are playing and well, of course we tr hold on we trust mm -hmm. pgi to say hey you guys know the numbers so if you're introducing regional servers it should show that uh there's enough players in these areas to yeah they're not gonna if they if they go well well boss here's the numbers uh if we split it we're gonna fail all right let's split it then i mean are they gonna do that no also, having seen the numbers personally, I can't tell anyone what they are, but I can tell you I'm not at all worried about if we split and there's the divide there. Not worried at all. Well, I guess my question to everyone out there, and I sort of agree, most of free-to-play games, um, when you log in, it has a counter. You guys used to have it in closed beta. Is it really that bad? I mean, to show how many people are online? I mean, is it is it really like It's a marketing thing. Okay. We've, oh. this is, this, you know, th this keeps being brought up. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's coming from higher up that they can't talk about the numbers. Uh, some games do that, some don't. So, I mean, th th really it's nothing we can do about that. Well, there's two sides of it. One, why would they want to hide the number if it's a good number? But the other hand of it is, why does anyone else care? As long as there's enough people for you to queue up with and go shoot robots with. Because they, really they can use it as ammunition of, oh, well, the game's not doing well, and oh, see, you should have listened to us. Is that sort of mentality on the fl other side of, you know, this is why you're not showing us, and blah, blah, blah. Maybe Which, marketing. I, mean, 
I remember when Brian stated this and he was basically saying that the reason why we're not showing you is because you might see a number and you might think something bad, but in reality, it's not bad. Um, so I think maybe there, there's some, you know, um, hidden reason well, as well beyond that. For comparison, League of Legends doesn't do that. The only time you ever see a number is if you have to wait to log in because there's a queue. And there's no problem there. I mean, they'll occasionally they'll release infographics and statements about subscriber numbers, but when you log on, there's no, like, EVE persistent user count type thing because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm not really concerned. I've never had an issue when I click launch that I've had to wait three, four, or five minutes. So I don't think it's a big issue. And I'm actually, uh, I'm happy that they, they are looking at doing original servers because look, if I was in another country and I had ping issues like that and it was significant enough to, to deter me from playing the game, yeah, I would be very happy to be able to have uh, servers. Now, with the regional servers, on a last note, uh, I do want the ability for uh, the Aussies or, you know, um, UK or Russia or wherever they're going to be to be able to play on the US server. I feel like you should be able to swap in between because I don't want them to not be able like I have a, a bunch of buddies that I want to play with that are in other countries. And, uh, you know, so last note on that one. All right, so we got Valentine's question. He says, Brian said there will be some system where you can change the appearance of your mech. Any thoughts on those being bling, um, on using those bling pieces to add some kind of small bonus, like uh, X percentage large laser damage if you have X custom arm plate on a mech or some manufacturer and stuff like that. Um, Garth, do you know anything about that? I mean, as far as like, uh, I know Brian has stated and you guys have stated sort of like different weapon models possibly uh, to where you have like multiple different large lasers and each one sort of caters to a different play style. That's literally what I've heard, what you just said. I don't have any more info than that. I was like, okay. yeah, I'm going to, oh, he already knows. Damn. Now I'm not important. Bling. I want, I totally want a diamond encrusted gauss rifle. Can I get that? Yeah. And that's what about actually... a gauss rifle that shoots diamonds? Well, we've never, <laughs> we've never seen a, a Battletech game as far as a mechware game. We've never actually seen one. It's always been just every medium laser is the same. Every large laser is the same. There's no uh, distinct difference between one or the other. Whereas in the Battletech universe, you have uh, some versions that are very well made, very well kept, uh, have a hit, you know, hitting uh, harder sort of damage but maybe the different recharge. I mean, you read about this in the novels, like the Thunderbolt, and we've talked about that. What makes the Thunderbolt's large laser so much different? It was like this uber, uber, really nice one, right? I think that would be really cool, but I definitely, you know, um, don't want any MC uh, ones. I, I will be open about that. I think it should be C-Bill all the way, and you can use that as a, as a money sink, if you will. But uh, yeah, so I like the idea. I don't know about you guys. I'm a fan of the idea. Anything to bring a little more flavor from the Battletech universe into the video game, I think, is generally a good move. I would I, like community warfare first, then stuff I, like that. You know what I'm interested in is those uh, cosmetics Brian was talking about, saying like you're gonna be able to change like the aesthetics of your mech. Like I, to me, that's that's totally cosmetic. Are hey, you talking but, like putting horns on it and shit? Oh hell, Aldrins. like Aldrins yes. on everything. I want like freaking spikes, and I want mm -hmm. like. I want pauldrons on my pauldrons. I'm, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling no, I, World of Warcraft coming on here. I will drop that shit, not a problem, um, onto my... To make it me, and, and I guess that's what it comes down to, is like, this is my mech. These are my, you know, I think that's really cool, so... All right, next question, we have glass. One-time MC fee to move a single hardpoint around. Ah, no. I don't like that idea. I'm just going to be blatant about that. No, because... 
it's all about balance. And as soon as you allow a hard point to be moved to a different location, it changes things. I mean, it, I want four PPCs from my head. I, I just don't like the idea. And everyone in the live studio audience is agreeing with me. No, no, and no. And I have to, yeah, I, I don't see anything positive coming from it. I just see abuse coming from it. Well, I can so. see positives, but I think the abuse would outweigh it. Where's your faith in humanity? Where are the positives is what I would say. Well, the I really don't see any upside sort of that. Like... It sounds like one of those suggestions that somebody really wants and just did not think it through at all. We get a lot of those in the CSM. Not yeah, every suggestion I, I think is equally valuable. people are thinking things like, man, I could really just shift this one over because I have too many in the center and I want one in the shoulder and then this whole build would work much better. But they're not thinking, some ass is just going to stack well, PPCs or whatever. And so they're really thinking in the head for PPCs. They're not thinking global of the overall issue it would cause. So I think it's a good question, but as far as no, like uh, implementation, I would not be happy with this because we all know what would happen. So uh, good question, Glass. And uh, yeah. Good question. Phil just thinks it's dumb. I dumb never came out of my mouth. Just uh, Garth there. He called you dumb. It's on record right here. All right, we've got uh, next question is uh, Hara Beck, and he says, would they consider adding heat dissipating as a variant quirk? For instance, the 9M Awesome having a bonus to heat dissipation is commonly brought up uh, suggestion on the forums. How about, how about buffs to specific weapons used on variants? We, we actually did consider that. The reason we threw it out is one, testing that is absolutely horrific against other things. And two, either it's such a little amount you won't notice it or it's too good is what, what we found with the initial testing we did. That's why we ended up doing things like, what is the basic use of this mech? Oh, is it getting into brawls? It has to turn faster or accelerate faster, that kind of thing. So we generally went with a more general tweak than very specific things because it leads to all sorts of hilarious problems. Wouldn't this add more to like that particular build boating issues and or power you're giving the player power whereas like right now with the quirks um, you're basically you're giving them the ability to be better but they still have to utilize it to be better you know it's like if I just well, say it also oh, well, shoehorns people in like if we decide that you know a certain mech gets better cooling what if you have an already cool running mech it makes a slightly better cooling running like it doesn't really help the player get out any but with the, the other what the tweaks we did it sort of it helps you in combat but it doesn't direct how you have to do it being able to turn better is never a wasted stat whereas better cooling might be that kind of thing gotcha yeah not i don't know i i feel like it would be I can see the the like thought into it, like oh yeah, that makes sense. You you know each one would be like okay, energy boat and stuff like that. But I feel like you already have that, and if anything, it just allows that person to be more effective. Therefore, if you have better heat dissipation, that means they can drop heat sinks, and I don't know, put uh, more armor or a bigger engine. Uh, you know, so to me, it's like well, hey, I already have a mech that runs nice and cool in the 9M. But now I can drop a few heat sinks because I get this, you know, heat dissipation buff, and now I can put in a bigger engine that makes me even more difficult to, you know, follow. So to me, I feel like it would just—I just don't see the the, the benefits in it. I, I just see that the negatives. I, f I feel like it's just—it's sort of like the glass, you know, cannon uh, or glass question, glass cannon, to where it would just cause more balance issues than it would anything. All right. Next question we have is Haraku. 
Raku something, I don't know. Any chance of PGI looking into a way of nerfing pop tarting? Hmm, do you guys, before I ask Garth, do you guys feel like pop tarting's an issue? Brandon, Darren? Uh, it's this, you know, it's, I understand people get annoyed by it, but it was an MWLL too. I mean, it's just a tactic and, and how do you nerf it? Um, well, to start I, with, they are grossly unhealthy and should not be part of any balanced breakfast. <laughs> I, I still think that the idea of making the cockpit sh shake a lot more when you uh, rock it up into the air would be a great way to balance it out. I mean, but why why change it? Is it, is it abused? Is every single one and their mother using it? No. Not in the pugs. Uh, when you get into the eight mans, um, a little bit more there. Okay, and why are they doing that, though? Because uh, it's a winning strategy, of course. Well, I always I mean, have a problem with these people wanting to nerf something that anybody can do. That's the issue well, I have. Well, if you don't like yeah. it, I mean... Well, Darren, chill. What I'm saying is, like, why are they doing it? Is it because it provides uh, the enemy a smaller target for a brief amount of time? Well, or the reason they do it is because, obvious. Or is it because that in that brief time, the, there's net issues that, you know, that you're even harder to hit, and even if someone, like, hits you, it doesn't really do damage. That's what oh, I'm you're saying code issues? Yeah, is it the mechanics behind it, and that's why they're doing it, or is it just for the, you know? Well, were there code issues in MWLL? Uh, there's code issues in every game. I mean, MechWarrior Four. No, I know, but with pop tarting. Like See, I, I just think no matter what, even if the code was, there were no problems with the code. People are going to complain about it because it's an annoying tactic. And when anytime there's something annoying, like this just happened to me and it annoys me, I want it to be nerfed. That's what everybody kind of goes to right away. I don't think, like I said, that's why I, I don't think it's a big issue, but uh, I mean, in the competitive scene, everyone's doing it. I'm sure there's a counter to it, and you know, it's just one of the, one of that. I mean, so what, what do you guys feel? I mean, Garth, what, I mean, now that you've heard that through, you've played quite a bit of games, you know, what, what's the issue? Or is that uh, an issue? I actually understand this issue. The issue is um, a combination of silhouette and the way the game plays. If this was... I don't know, a Counter-Strike or Quakey game, it wouldn't be an issue because someone jumps up, you twitch, hit them, they're dead. But in this, movement is much slower, so the advantage of being able to get behind cover where someone doesn't exactly know where you are, you pop up, you're there for half a second, you fire, you fall back down, it's really hard to counter um, in certain circumstances. So I understand the annoyance. I don't think it's as big a deal as it might seem. The biggest issue is that you stack two ERPPCs and a Goss on there, and every time they do it, they're doing a lot of damage if they hit. I think we could add a tiny bit of shake to the jump jets alone when you're up there and that would basically make it a non-issue entirely. Um, I do agree it's a little annoying, but I don't think it's as bad as it might seem. I guess my, my other question is what's, what's the point of having jump jets if it's going to throw off your aim or is that the point of having jump jets and it's just about mobility? And I guess that's, uh, you know, when you're just looking at the mechanics of it is, is pop targeting an issue? And if it isn't an issue, why do people think it's an issue? And, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, you see what, the Agrimech running around with uh, AC-20s and two medium lasers. I don't just go saying, oh, AC-20s are horrible and uh, they need to be nerfed. No, come on, guys. I mean, it's like one of those things like just adapt and overcome. I mean, you know, it's like, well, don't let them get close range. Oh, well, there's like four of them. Did, were you in a group? I mean, we've had it, uh, what was it, a few days ago? Was it yesterday? We all, the three of us died because Walked we were right off by ourselves. Him. Well, we were, me and Darren were off by ourselves. We weren't with the main group and we died. Now I could be like, oh, well, damn it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is I screwed up, you know, uh, allowing- There's a checklist of things that you should do to stay alive longer in a match. And if you, 
uh, intentionally don't follow those things, then you're more likely to die. And pop-tarting is the same. If you see somebody's pop-tarting, then do something about it. If you don't, if you just stand there and they keep pop-tarting you, whose fault is that? Yeah. All right, good question. Let's go ahead and move on to the next. And we have questions from Brandon. Uh, Brandon, you want to ask, ask these? I mean... Yeah, sure, I'll ask them. Um, Gareth is going to be more directed towards uh, you. Uh, with the showing off of the Highlander, of course, the heavy metal, uh, will this be the start of a trend of seeing Hero Mechs come out before the General Seabill versions come out? I don't know. I would assume, given what I know, <laughs> which is as much as you guys. But uh, it seems to me like that would be a pretty easy thing to do. I mean, that's I think every other game that has unique variants, like whatever their version of that is, does that. So it would make sense from a business standpoint. I don't mind it personally. I kind of like the idea because it lets those early adopters get the thing. And then later, everyone can get it. So I think it's a pretty low impact thing for what it does. Yeah. Well, and my second part to that actually was, um, will there ever be a discount for that early adoption period for, of the Hero Mech? So, for example, if you bring it out for MC first, have a small discount to try to entice people into actually purchasing the Hero Mech. And then... Um, when the Seabill version comes out, bump it back up to the full price. That's a good question. I'm actually not sure. I guess we'll find out when it happens. <laughs> Either way. Someone said uh, pre-order Ohira Max. The ability to do that. I, that yeah, would be I actually like that idea, to be honest. In a way. I like the idea that you can say, hey, I know this is coming out. I want to throw down the money now so I don't spend it and not have it later. I mean, I think it's a pretty easy thing to do. I understand there are issues with it, but I actually don't mind that. How soon before a Hero Mech releases do we usually find out about it? I mean, I know you guys know. Yeah. So like a good week of pre-orders, that'd be pretty cool. And we're going to talk about the Hero Mech uh, that we're talking about, specifically the Highlander. But uh, that's good questions. Um, I mean, it's one of those things, hey, you make quality stuff, we will throw you our money. I would say I'll definitely have one I'm not, uh, as long as I can change the paint scheme. I'm looking forward to be able to do that. Uh, the colors, I guess, you know. I don't know about the pink. I'll call oh, it salmon. I'll call it salmon. Somebody, somebody said, you think Pop-Tarting is bad now? Wait till the Highlander. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bigger, slower, yep. <laughs> easier target to maneuver on. And you know what's funny? Going back on that, when I die, I have yet to die to someone Pop-Tarting. So, and I'm not the best player in the world. So it's just one of those things. He's sure not. You know, so, uh, yeah. Apparently, I'm low elo, according to someone in the audience. For Garth, I, can look, I can look up your elo and check. Mm. Don't really care. Uh, for Garth, is PGI happy with the trial mech system? Do they think the diff, uh, difficult to use mechs might turn off new players from facing custom mechs? Um, we think it works pretty well, but obviously there's things we can do to help it. Well, that's why we had the uh, community pitch in and pick one. We think there could be a lot more interaction between the people playing and the mechs used. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to go from here, but it was really successful, at least in the doing. The replies were kind of mixed. Everyone hated the fact that theirs didn't win if they didn't vote for it. But uh, I, I think we'll, we might see some more of that. I was going to say, I liked uh, ideas like if someone's in a trial mech and they're like new, that they only face their new people in trial mechs as well. Like to, to me, now granted you guys have the new, uh, the, the, uh, training sort of like they get a boost for the sea bills uh what 25 matches and stuff and the cadet bonus and stuff so that really helpful but uh yeah i don't know i mean it's just one of those things where <laughs> I, just, I just looked up your elo phil yeah is it that bad no you're actually exactly one point better than me at mediums well that's that's uh that's it's actually quite surprising considering that's all you roll in your skater 
Exactly. Well, your other ones are all lower, so just point out. That's to, that would be to be expected. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the live studio questions from the audience. So what's going to happen right now is someone's typing a question. I'm not going to answer that. We'll wait. Um, so what you got to do right now is X up. Boo, let us know who's up first. All right. The white tiger. Go ahead and unmute and ask away. Good, sir. Yes, I got in. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hey. Oh, <laughs> yes. My name's Taj. Hi, Taj. Um, my question is obviously for Garth, and it's specifically... I've noticed recently, um, when I've been dropping in-game, I seem to quite often get matches where you get eight on one team and seven on the other. And it's not necessarily a player actually disconnecting at the start of the match, it's just that the matchmaker can't find anyone. So I suppose my question is, are you guys looking at tuning and expanding the matchmaker to try and ensure that you get eight on eight every time because i feel is, that hold on is it literally like you're you're in an eight person trying to find another eight person and they only have seven no no it's um dropping in solo like you we, we were just having this by myself yeah remember a few days ago me and you we noticed like three matches where we only had seven on our team and eight on the other team those were people dropping while loading it won't actually show the player name until they actually loaded in so it's generally a crash or they've canceled the search. That happens fairly frequently. We are looking at how to fix that because it's a really awkward timing where they're put in the queue, but they're not actually in the match yet. So if they leave, the game doesn't know there's someone missing and it goes, oh, everything's fine. And then we get in and it goes, wait, where's the other eight? Oh crap, well, I'll just throw it out anyway. So yeah, we are looking into that and we should have something for it eventually. Good question, Waitaga. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, I think some type of like, you know, 30 seconds, like at the very beginning before like the countdown even starts, like, you know, if someone DCs it, reconnects someone, that would be very helpful. Just uh, throwing that out there. But all I, right, think it, I think it should put in a, for whenever there's a missing spot like that, just throw in Never Noob as AI. <laughs> all right, Zolan is next. Zolan, go to unmute and ask away. Good, sir. You guys hear me? Yep. Actually, Matt, my, this is more of a suggestion than a question, but to Garth, instead of having the community say, um, like, here's all our ideas for the new mechs, why don't you guys make, like, 10 or 12 and then have the community vote on those? You mean, like, just say, here are the ones we've created, which ones do you like best? Finalists. Right. Yeah, we actually have considered it, so it's we just want to try different ones to see which one floats the best. Um, so, yeah, that's probably something we'll try at some point. I mean, cool. the, way, the way I look at it is... Every single one in this channel who plays the game is a customer. Everyone who is on the forums probably plays the game and isn't a customer. And you definitely want to cater towards what your your pain uh, customers want. But then they also have to look at their stats internally as well. Because I know we, we, we think we're the most important, but we're probably a small niche to the overall player base. But uh, I'm sure other people wouldn't mind having a say in what uh, contact comes down the road. So, All right, Boo, who's up next? Pando is next. You got picked because you have a different type of name. So, Pando. It's like Panda, but with an O. I don't get it. All right, can you hear me? Hey, yep. Pando. Hey. So, it's my understanding that if we could hop out of our battle mech in-game, it would be to scale. Drawing from that, is there a chance we'll ever see our pilot displayed in our mech lab next to our battle mech? And have the ability to paint that pilot in the camo spec tab, or, excuse me, camo spec tab of the MW launcher? Ooh, cool idea. I really want That is cool. I, I really like the idea that you can see your little guy beside the mech to get a sense of scale. 
And I will immediately steal this and go for it. Thank you. <laughs> Russ, I, I like just thought of the coolest thing. Well, I still like the idea of the original 2009 trailer when you guys were trying to do the whole MechWarrior 3015 of... You are the mech warrior, you know, you're this thing. And so when your mech is getting blown out from underneath you, it's just total chaos inside the cockpit. And for me, I think it would be cool just to see someone ejecting. I mean, it, the player doesn't have to walk around. It's just totally aesthetic. For me, I want to see that. I want to be like, hell yes, I just killed that mofo. He's not ejecting. He's not going anywhere. Or yes, I just blew him out and he, he's, 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 you know. <laughs> And everyone else, I'm not the only one. Look at the look at the chat. Everyone else is saying yes, yes, and yes. How so, about you can shoot the pilot out of the air after he ejects? Oh, totally. And then when his body flies apart, you can shoot the individual stomp pieces too. Stomp them and make pancakes. Use a flamer on them. Red, pink mist. Too much. Good question, Pando. Very good question. All right, right Boo. Who's next? Cowboy coin shots. Uh, let's see, Boo. Who do we got? I'm waiting for. Uh, Boo He's scrolling. I know. Uh, too many people. I think Boo's dead. Uh, Sharp. Sharp, go down mute and ask away. Careful with him, you'll hey, poke an eye out. Um, I'm sure you get this right quite a bit, but um, I've been noticing from playing all the MechWarrior games on the tabletop that right now, with the way ECM works, you pretty much can't use any kind of LRMs or streaks. And a pug you can, but in 8v8s, everybody runs ECM mechs. So you're kind of cutting like a third of the weapons in the game to be useless. Is that a question, or are you just wondering? Is there anything the coming down the pipeline that's going to change that a little bit? Because in tabletop, ECM doesn't stop missile locks. Four weeks, PGI. That's actually one of the questions we're going to be talking about. Brian answered in the uh, Dev Answers 34. He said uh, changes to ECM within the next four weeks. That was directly from that. So. And I happen to agree that there is an issue there. Um, you know, the I don't know how to fix that. I'm sure there's uh, the PGI has some ideas, but I do believe that there is an issue there as well. Well, I think it's an overall thing. I mean, it's uh, and we were just talking about this. Was it last week or the week before? They went to the uh, forums. They asked a pay. Hey, what would you, you know, like suggestions? And well, uh, they had plenty. There was like a ton of responses. So I think that's really good. They have to we threw through. them all out. Yeah, they have to weed through them, look at them, but uh, Sharp, just to let you know, that's actually one of the things we'll be talking about uh, shortly, but it is on the Q&A um, answers 34 of saying, he said, uh, someone asked, when are the changes for the ECM that you get, you know, and he said, uh, within the next four weeks, probably. So hopefully that answers your uh, your question. It does. Thanks. Stay classy. <laughs> All right. We'll do one more question and then we're going to move on So Boo. We've got uh, Cyburn4CR. Go ahead and unmute and ask away. All right, testing. Can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. Um, my question is to PGI, and uh, <laughs> I asked this in the uh, last... I'm PGI. Ask the devs. <laughs> Hi, Garth. Uh, I asked this in the last uh, Ask the Devs, and didn't really get a response to it, but I think it would be important for you, uh, your bottom line is the, the option for uh, premium time and maybe like some smaller units other than a day for those of us who can't uh, fully utilize a, a full day's worth of premium time. So ha is PGI or has PGI considered the option to have premium time in less uh, smaller units than a day or maybe uh, have it count uh, for time played 
in the game, not just uh, um, real time. Well, Garth, I, I know you charge per hour for other things. Do you think this could be implemented for the uh, premium time? I, I'm pretty sure we could. Um, I don't know if it's been discussed. Like I said before, they don't always like sit me down and are like, here are the upcoming changes to our pricing models, just so you're aware. Um, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little behind on that, but uh, I imagine that if enough people have said we want, you know, four hours or something like that, uh, it would be a lot easier to do. I know a lot of people want you to just always be able to pause it, but that actually is problematic. I can't remember why it does something that makes it irritating. But um, I think it would not be too much work to have smaller chunks that you could get. So yeah, suggest it a lot and get your friends to suggest it and it'll probably get done. So basically pay for when you play, basically. Yeah. Eh, well, I've seen other MM, uh, free-to-play MMOs have like two hours or three hours or, you know, you can even do it down to one hour. Uh, so just kind of some considerations of small chunks that you, you know, can't pause it, but you have a smaller time to be able to more efficiently use that premium time. Yeah, I'm sure, just going on a limb here, I'm sure it would be from the market. Okay, so PGS business, um, they have to make money. And if, if I pay however much money, let's say $10, $15 for a month's time, a premium time, um, and they change that, they're basically getting uh, shafted money. Um, well, it depends. Though, not there's two. They, they change their prices to adjust. So even if they let you play when you, you know when you want to play, uh, the prices would probably be a little bit higher to sort of counter the, the right. loss. There's two things that would go on from this. Either people that aren't paying for premium time now would pay for an hour here and an hour there, or people that are paying for premium will now pay for less because they're only going to buy an hour here and there instead of a day or a month or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't really care. I mean, I have no problem. Uh, just you know, I, I think subscription is good, but I definitely understand. Hey, not everyone has the money or wants to be able to, you know, to spend that fifteen bucks. Why not let me drop, you know, five dollars here and you know there there. I don't know. Definitely something for Garth to bring to the table. So that is actually a good question. So thank you, Cyber. Thank you. All right, we're going to be moving on to Mechra Online. First thing we're going to talk is Missile Hotfix. Thank God. Oh, my gosh. That was just horrendous. Horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. Um, for those that didn't participate, basically, um, the patch came out. There was a issue where it increased, like, the damage overall. And basically, it was LRM online. It was... And it actually stayed LRM online shortly after, even when the patch came through. People were just, like, still, like, doing it. But... It was like getting hit, like you got shot with like an LRM-5, and it was like getting hit by like an LRM-20, and uh, yeah. Now granted, I like LRMs, I think they're effective. Hey, if you're out in the open and you're not using cover, and or you're not using ECM coverage, and you're getting rained upon, yes, you should die. But uh, the death was ridiculously, uh, just, it was oh, it was crazy. It, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. I, I didn't enjoy it one bit. So we also had the new trailer come out, the Go Ballistic, and you guys saw it. It was the Highlander. Holy shit, yes, finally. The Highlander is coming. 
Yes, I know everyone's out there. I will be rocking it, even though it, it you know, if they do the whole hero thing, uh, I'll rock the pink. I'll, I'll do it. I'll rock the salmon. I'll do it. It doesn't bother me. For those that are out there, by the way, this is a canon um, battle mech. Uh, Rhonda Snorrids Highlander is pink with freaking speakers on its head. This is a very, very canon. So I'm I'm really excited that they're doing that. I think it's uh, one of those things where I almost feel like when you get close to this battle mech, all you should hear is like rock music, like heavy metal music, you know, blaring. But, but she played Elvis all the time. Okay, well, Elvis. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be like a proximity. You get close and you start hearing Elvis songs like... I think that would be cool. Has that idea been thrown out there, Garth? That like no comment, no comment, no comment. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you guys think? Were you like caught off by it? Like they showed it at the sort of like the the beginning, and then they showed it at the very end. I mean, did you like, dislike? I was caught off guard that it was well. What we eventually found out to be the hero mech, but I had speculations it was the hero mech before actually announcing the Seabill version of the mech. That's what threw me off the most. You were saying Banshee. I was well. I wasn't saying next in-game, I was saying next uh, for the next, the final assault mech to be shown off for concept art. Next mech, I had no idea what was going in. So are you still holding true to the Banshee? I'm still holding true to the Banshee. All right. All or right. King Crab. I can always hope for King Crab. What about you, Greg? Darren? <laughs> okay. I, I want to say King Crab, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, I'm talking about the Highlander. Do you, do you approve? Oh, I heartily approve, yeah. I love Snores Irregulars. I like the Highlander. I really like that they finally made the legs look nice. I agree. The legs have always been like ass backwards. Yeah. Highlander is always good if you like pictured in your mind how that mech would look because the weapons loadout is really cool and the history is really cool. But the artwork for that mech has traditionally been just some of the worst of all the assault mechs. Hey, I had an idea. It just popped in my head. We were talking about the whole music, but what if you have ECM? And uh, when you get close to enemies, all you hear is like a blurring white static sound. I don't know. Just throw that out there. All right. Uh, so we have that. Everyone was really. Uh, I loved it. Um, as far as the uh, the Highlander. So and the Go Ballistic. It was it was a good trailer. I liked it. We had uh, Heavy versus the World uh, tournament went down this past week. Um, the, actually, the winners were posted. I think everyone liked this. I mean, the the overall feedback was they were offering MC prizes. For there me, was actually, that was um, double the winners, actually, for some of the categories. Yeah, I, I I thought this was like the first time. Greg, you keep hockeying, by the way. Sorry. Um, this was the first time they were offering MC price prizes, and I like to me, it's either offer MC prizes, some in type, uh, you know, camo or item banner or anything like that. To me, that goes a long way more than just C bills. To me, like C bills are just sort of like I'm gonna get enough C bills. I'm gonna play enough games. C bills are gonna be sort of irrelevant. Uh, to me, if I win something, like I want it to be something that's for me to where I can buy either like. Um, you know, a hero mech, or I can buy, you know, Colors. items. Yeah, you know, like to me, that that goes a long way. You know, Seabills, like I said, I think they're sort of, I think they're nice, but I think having those items are a lot, they would draw you in a little bit more. So I definitely think this was a cool tournament, um, and I like the frequency that we're seeing these tournaments coming now, and I definitely approve of the MC prizes. All right, so we also had Dev Answers 34 come out. This thing was freaking lengthy 
Um, so what uh, Brandon did is he pulled a few that you th you know you might find interesting. I just want to go through these really quick. I'll touch on the ones in detail if we need to. But uh, obviously, one of the questions was the recent tournaments have been solo. Are you guys going to do a group play in the future? And the answer was yes. They want to do official team tournaments, but the functionality isn't quite there. But they will be coming on when there's an upcoming a lobby function. So oh, and just to clear up questions i was asked it's not we don't want fans to run tournaments it's they are unable to because we don't have the functionality we're not going to be like no you're not allowed it's not going to work that way so ngng will be able to do tournaments with prizes bam it's happening what point in the timeline will community warfare be implemented will time be rolled back community warfare will begin rolling out in may and through the fall um and they don't plan on rolling back so from this this is actually interesting because a lot of people are like well the invasion has already started why aren't you doing it at the very beginning i'm actually interested to see how they're going to like spin it like rp wise what i'm assuming is they'll just sort of like do it okay hey you guys already know what the client invasion is here you mm -hmm. go the answer is super simple jj abrams just did it alternate <laughs> timeline all is fixed stackable effects everywhere <laughs> Vlad wolf comes back through some kind of wormhole it's fine <laughs> All right. What point in the time? Well, I was just uh, Brian. Players will be able to see friendly loadouts in the future patch. This is actually really important. I feel um, you've always been able to like queue or mouse over and see your your weapon systems and the other uh, the friendlies. And right now you can't. I feel like that's always uh, nice to see. After the ECM tweaks, what's the next step for information warfare? We're looking at adding more modules and consumables along with battle grid and commander options. I feel like this is something, uh, I remember Greg, you were, you were saying way, way back when, way, way back when last year that the, the, the battle grid and the commander options were really what you wanted to see because, you know, usually your role in, in uh, EVE Online. I remember that. Way. Yeah, I remember that. That was way, way back. I've been pleasantly surprised at the uh, progress that it's made so far. I'm still I'm still interested to see how Artie and Airstrikes, if they're going to implement the whole battle grid, because I feel like that would be something else to actually use it. I pull the map up all the time, but I've never actually took control of the commander functions. It just, uh, to me, I, I just haven't used it yet. Well, because you mostly use voice comms. Uh, yes. Sort of. Not exactly the most, uh, I mean, it's sort of redundant, right? Uh, if you tell well, someone to go here, they just go. But, you know what might be nice is like, okay, I, I, it's hard for me to switch really quick, hop into the battle grid, point at an item. It might be actually pretty interesting to see if they implemented like a hotkey where when you hotkey and you toggle over an object and you, you know, like press the fire button, that it actually marks on the map where you just highlighted. So I could literally be like, point here, go here go over here and i don't have to switch to this battle grid take away from my awareness um to where it would be quick and uh sort of intuitive to where i can just literally click on objects and it shows up via that map and maybe a uh you know ui element i think that would be cool i think it should be voice activated you say c8 and that highlights on the map bam your battleship is. i think we should suck. wear neuro helmets and it should read our mind they don't actually read your mind come on you know this yeah right, they're mostly uh, for balance and here's the uh, answer to uh, the question earlier, how soon do you plan to make changes to ECM after the official feedback thread and upcoming command chair post? And he says at least four weeks before any changes will be seen. So that was answering uh, the question earlier. 
Is passive radar and active radar still planned as stated in developer Q&A 3, Information Warfare? And if so, how will it function? Yes, it's still planned, no details yet. This is actually gonna be interesting because right now it's, it's uh, you're pretty much always active. Um, and but MWO is doing something different with the radar. You've got line of sight. That's never been done before, so I can't even make a reference to like Living Legends or MechWarrior 4 or Mech 3 because how they had their system was completely different. You you had radar was always on, and what I mean by that, you could turn it to passive, but every mech, you know, it wasn't based on line of sight. So, Garth, do you have any input on that? Sorry, can you say that again? I missed the last part. The passive radar and active radar, and it's coming down the road, no details yet. Yeah, uh, it's just a matter of time and code, whatnot. Um, I like it, personally. I think I'll run with it off, just to piss everybody off. I'll just turn my radar off, what are you gonna do now? So, I mean, is it gonna be like ECM when someone's under ECM, you can't target them sort of thing? I, mean, I don't know, I know as much as you do. Okay, well, it was very, very effective in Living Legends, I'll tell you that. Um, mm -hmm. we, used to, we used to run around in our shadow cats, so. Yep. Epic flanking maneuvers with passive radar and then just coming over the hill and laying into their side. It was, uh, makes it uh, almost like a, for those that don't know, if you're in passive mode, you didn't get any radar information though, up until like uh, you closed within like, a, I think it was like 180 meters. But then on the flip side, they couldn't see you on radar. So it's sort of like the ECM effect, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Actually, Barkham Squirrel just brought up an interesting thing. If their radar is off, maybe make it so BAP will pick them up. Yeah. Or lock on, you know, uh, lock ons to them is a little bit quicker. I don't know, something like that. Would you consider making the combined chance of map or its variant being selected for a match the same as the chance a map without a variant is selected? Holy crap, what in the world? And the answer was every map has an equal chance to show up. However, we have recently skewed the randomness towards newer content, such as Alpine and Desert. Eventually, players will be able to influence their selection through voting mechanic in the lobby. That's actually interesting uh, right there, the whole lobby system. Have you considered separate ELO scores when you're grouped versus not? Yes, we are reviewing this now. With ELO, I want to see ELO and weight matching. Like that, I, I want that combination to work, you know? It, like, it does work. It's just often I can't find a match. A lot of people haven't played enough games to have their full ELO out yet. Like, as, remember we had, um, it was on the Twitch event, uh, the enemy team had no lights, yet we had a light and medium, and they had a ton of assault. Like, to me, it's like, okay, yeah, as far as ELO, they may be equal or on the same level, but they out-ton us by, you know, a mar good margin. And to me, it's like, eh, you know, that makes it difficult, you know, I guess. More difficult, I guess. But I guess that's all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, could you add each player's mech class to the ready window when in a group? Um, and they say, we have major upgrades coming with the UI 2.0. So, uh, yeah. Well, we had the, also on the list, we had the heavy versus the world sale. Heavy mechs were on sale. A lot of people picked up, actually picked up a dragon, um, which I still need to fit, I know. Vision modes. <laughs> this was a nice little mistake. Uh, for everyone out there, the uh, new thermal mode was put into one of the hot fixes for the missiles, but it wasn't supposed to go out. And so they took it out just as quickly as it went in. And uh, it wasn't final. That was basically the, the, the premise on that. Uh, Garth, do you want to elaborate on that? Like, Basically, how, that's not even the, the final. It was a test version of it. So it was untuned. And what happened is someone accidentally checked it into the wrong build and it went out. So that's why you got to experience that. That was fun. Are you, are you giving that person an evil eye right now? Uh, I can't see them from my desk. Stink eye for us. I'm staring through <laughs> the back of their monitor. All right. 
Well, it happens, at least it was caught. Um, I know some people actually started to use it and they, they were liking it, but they obviously there were some issues with it. So I'm actually interested to see how the new thermal visions will work and I'm looking forward to it. So the, the, the white, gray and black uh, thermal was actually really, really nice. Uh, I think the problem was big. The big problem there with the pre-release version was uh, the night vision was blinding no matter where you look. Gotcha. I know uh, I've always picked on uh, Lethal Rose, Matt, who's on our, our streamers for NGNG TV. He plays in thermal almost 24-7. And uh, I'm like, what happens when that changes? And you, you know, I know, he's going to be totally not used to it. Yeah, so I try not to use it unless I absolutely have to. And I do feel like it should be like, you know, there are conditions that forces you to utilize these. Um, but maybe there's some limitations. Even though you're in thermal, maybe, you know, it's still not as... You know, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I would still like to see the hotter mechs like uh, Desert and uh, Caustic Valley um, still go back to the way they were before where you didn't use heat vision because, or heat thermals because they didn't work properly. So Phil. I know there's no mechanical reason behind that because you just could adjust your, your mechanisms in mech. But. One thing we're obviously going for here is we want to, you know, that word balance. But when you're, like, let's say in a tank, a modern day tank, Phil, do you use regular vision or do you use vision modes or what do you, what do you guys use in all the time it's almost uh always thermal optics so see i mean do we really need to balance it i mean if one well i i say that when you're engaging targets the reason is the contrast between being able to engage targets and not but i will say there are conditions that made a thermal uh just completely useless Anytime the temperature outside and if targets have been outside for a length of time and it's cold, everything is cold. Like if if metals being sent out, it's going to be the same temperature as, you know, the ambient temperature. So I remember being at Lejeune and there was a few times we were at the tank uh, firing range and they had to call off, you know, the um, the firing because basically even with like we could light fires. So it like it was sort of like a fake you know target um they could light a fire underneath it but it just it's one of those things it's just difficult i most actually um i about broke some ribs in iraq because of it uh we uh and tangent here uh we're out on a patrol late at night and we got a call to go help out some humvees that got stuck in mud and i was in iraq uh during the winter and it was just one of those foggy dark nights and everything was really cold our thermals weren't, weren't working um so we had to use night vision and night vision for those out there um who have used those depth perceptions way off um especially in the older systems and we basically went over a ravine and pretty much nosedived right into and you know basically it, it was bad but we couldn't see i mean thermals it was out the window night vision depth perception was gone and you couldn't use your you know your eyes because you just couldn't see that far so um yeah i about i ate it i was in the loader's hatch and if it wasn't for my flak jacket and the sappy plates and stuff i would have broke ribs and i had some bruising around my chest my uh tank commander did as well the lieutenant and uh my gunner had a nice bruise on his uh eyebrow here because his head was in the sights yeah so it was fun i, I guess my point was that I i'd like to see more variance not just relying on blue screen all the time yeah, I, I could definitely see in the Battletech novels, a, I mean, there was conditions sometimes that were favorable, but, uh, you know, like I said, I, I think a good combination of having to switch between different ones. Um, so that's why I'm looking forward to Magnuscan. Like, what, what does Magnuscan offer, you know, compared to, like, a thermal? So 
All right, uh, we've got uh, PAX panel, obviously, it was um, this past week. Um, we had uh, Russ and Brian there, and they uh, basically they gave us some info. There was a video that was 38 minutes, and then there was an audio version that was like uh, the full 70 minutes for those that are interested. Uh, Garth, do you got to take off, buddy? I do. All right, Garth. Well, we will see you tomorrow for Twitch. Adios, have senor. A, have a good one, guys. See you tomorrow. Later, man. All right, so on the PAX panel, they answered a bunch of questions. Some of them were basically marketing, and for those that don't want to listen and or don't have time, it was basically on bringing, like, free-to-play games uh, IPs back and, you know, looking at, like, the business side of things and um, all of that. And, uh, well, to give you some numbers, to make a mech, it's around $60,000 altogether from, you know, concept all the way to implementation. Maps can be up to $250,000 to make. And a lot of people don't uh, understand. They're like, holy crap, that's that's like ridiculously expensive. But, um, you know, that's... 60000 to make and they sell for millions of C-bills. I, th I think they're <laughs> getting away with... They're getting away with murder there. Mm -hmm. But, you know... It's interesting to, to hear the numbers behind the scenes because a lot of people don't understand that. So, I mean, you did the numbers. How many maps do we have right now? How many variants? How many mechs? It, yeah, I'm sure there's even more overhead and stuff because they are a company and they have, you know, 50 different people. For those out there that own their your own businesses, you realize how much it costs to have um, different salaried uh, individuals on your, you know, company as well. So, did those numbers surprise you, Brandon or Darren? Nope, not at all. The map one caught me off guard, but the mech one, eh, it seemed about right. Someone in our audience just said, uh, Havoc1978 said, use contractors. Do you know what happens when you use contractors? You know the Aliens game that just came out? Yeah, that's <laughs> contractors. You know what that did? Shit. Do not use contractors. Do not even say that. <laughs> just don't do it. Quality is just down. No, I'm just saying that. There are, there are probably companies out there. <laughs> We're contractors too, but yeah, don't use them. Yeah. All right, and of course we had build the trial mech winner. It was actually a dragon that won, so make sure to check out that. I'm actually just interested to see uh, uh, when that comes out. And the Hero Mech Heavy Metal Highlander official uh, is announced, so we got a link for you guys. Obviously, you guys already knew what was coming. Also, right off, it looks like uh, Goss Rifle, uh, SRM6, LRM10, and three medium lasers for your hard points. It does look like that. So, and I'm actually uh, the the really nice thing is you you can aesthetically pick out the weapon systems. I mean, if you if the Jaeger mech is any you know sort of a cue towards that, that system's going to be really nice. And it comes stock with the uh, Chipmunks Christmas album that you can blast through those I speakers. Know, right? All right, moving on to Command Chair Dev Stalker. Brandon found a few things. Uh, third person. Wow, this thing is just crazy amount of people. Um, we've talked about this before in the past, and I guess we can touch on it right now. Um, touch I it, Phil. Touch it. I see a lot of arguments that they're saying it's going to split your player base. Don't do it. That's really the only valid argument I've seen. But Same with uh, that, different country servers. Yeah. What's funny about that is how do you know? How do you know? You guys don't. I don't know. The only I wonder is PGI. I often wonder of all these people that are screaming that it'll ruin the game, how many of them will be all like, oh, this is sweet. Well, I, uh, I, I think it's funny because people are like, oh, it's going to break the game and, and it's going to be more arcade-like. And, 
you don't have to play in third person. You can play. And you don't have to play person. against people that are in third person. So it's like, oh well, there are a lot of people that want third person, but don't give it to them because it, it's we want first only. I mean, how like preposterous is that of us to like say like if someone else enjoys third person and they want to play in third person? Now that being said, I said there are some design issues they need to look at, and you guys have valid concerns. Like, what if uh, community warfare? What is community warfare fought in? Is it first or third? Can you do both? What happens if one team's first and one team's third? That's obviously some issues there. So I feel like they either need to say, hey, you know, community warfare is first person only. Um, but again, that's sort of, it's tough because uh, what if uh, uh, their UK server, the predominant players want to play third person? You know, so it's one of those things like, you know, I, I just feel like uh, it's tough, but who am I to say, third person want to be enjoyable i'm actually like even if they implement it i'm looking forward to being able to record some pretty badass things in third person like just from the recording for videos and or machinima like that to me i'm like yes uh yeah i mean i th I, th I think the only valid argument is if it splits the community to a point where it's the game is not tolerable anymore because of wait times or whatever but i just don't see them shooting themselves in the foot that's pgi well someone I just said um peeking around corners in third person gives you an advantage yeah, but if everyone in that match is in third person, you all have the same advantage. There's no, like, you knew or, going into that. if you, you know? don't like that, then you can do only matches with people in Go first person, and then nobody person. in that there match is in third person. There's an argument of saying uh, it's going to split your player base. It's totally unfounded. That's totally speculation, and uh, that's right out the window, because you don't know. You don't know the numbers. I don't know. The only one who knows is PGI. So they're not going to make a decision that's going to tank their game. You know, I mean... Exactly. The only problem I, I see with it, and the only reason I'm hesitant with it, and the only reason I don't like it, is we haven't actually had a confirmation on the Clan Wars or the um, Conquest or anything like that, like the actual um, Galactic Conquest type gameplay, the competitive mode. Is that going to be a mix, or is that going to be locked first person? Yes. Or is it going to be a bit of both? That's yes, what I want they, to see they do out. have some design decisions to make there, but you know, someone was saying they're not arguing the numbers out there, but they're arguing that it's going to split your player base. Guys, as soon as they introduced other servers, it's going to split your player base. But to say that, that's still speculative because you don't know the numbers. Like, no, 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 no. Splits it. Like, uh, what he's saying is, uh, I've got four friends that I like to play with, and two of them are going to want to play third-person games, and two of them are going to want to play first-person games. Then we're not able to play together anymore. Uh, I've heard that argument as well. Really? I mean. That's an argument? Be like, so mm -hmm. tell your friends to suck it up and play in the game modes and you can play a few rounds. I mean, that's like saying, um, sorry, Darren, you want to play in third person. I'm not going to play with you anymore. No, I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, when I think about the group of friends I play with, we always do whatever it takes to play together. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's different people, different whatever. But I understand that. I still just think that the benefits of having something that opens the game to a huge number of people that might not play it otherwise or makes it easier for them is great. And as long as it doesn't affect overall gameplay, like, you know, 10-minute wait times, or I mean, even 5-minute, 3-minute, 2-minute, whatever, um, I, I think it's a non-issue. Yeah, and again, the, the only valid like people are saying is it's splitting the player base. All I gotta like, say is that's totally speculative. You actually have no hard figures to this. As soon as PGI releases hard figures, and you can be like, oh well, yeah, we're definitely having issues. But until then, you're just you're just making freaking uh, a fire out of you know nothing. Like you can say there, you can sit there and you can say, oh well, it's gonna split the player base. There's no hard data. Get the data, show me the data, and then you actually have a valid, you know... I've, I've got some hard data for you. <laughs> Let's move on.
All right, moving on. We also have Mod Vitterby and uh, what clarification on what you can or can't change as far as your config file. Because there's a lot of discussion of like field of view and there was like, oh, well, you can't change it. And then there's clarification. So you are allowed to change your field of view. And actually, for me, I like playing with a field of view of 80. We have a uh, ride along video or not a ride along a tutorial. It's very simple. It doesn't compare both, you know, before and after, but it just shows you how to edit it. I don't like being smashed up against the, the cockpit like that. And I, I, to me, it's just it's totally disorienting. It's like every time I get in my mother in law's car, that's the way she has her seat on my face. <laughs> it's just smashed up against the windshield. Total oh, situational awareness right out the window. And like, mm -hmm. people are like, oh, well, if you change it back, you're not going to be able to see. Actually, yes, you actually see more. And to me, that helps. Like, you have uh, viewports from left to right. That I totally thought out. that moving it back, I was not going to like it because I was thinking that <clears throat> I was actually going to have less uh, situational awareness. I'd be looking at cockpit shit all the time, but it really did open my eyes to a lot more. I think it was a beneficial uh, movement. Just to touch on, we have Golden Glover says, or Gobbler says, there's barely even a thousand people online at times. Third person original servers would decimate the community. Um, by the way, uh, Golden, do you have no actual data? You're just throwing out numbers. So unless that's officially from PGI, that's total speculation. You're spread, spreading uh, fire and gossip. So there we have it. Don't spread the fire. So listen to him if you want, but he actually has no valid proof. Yeah. You know, those those numbers kind of smell like poo, and I'm assuming that's because you pulled them out of your ass. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, MechWare Tactics. We have the Founders Program still going on. I'm still waiting to be able to talk about it. We haven't really heard anything. I'm going to touch base with uh, Chris, and uh, let's uh, see if we can get anything out of uh, Roadhouse and IGP. But obviously, you know, they're still working behind the scenes, which um, I posted up, uh, was it today or yesterday? There's uh, beta keys going out. Um, I just posted that on our Facebook page. And well, if uh, you don't have a key, it's really your fault right now. Like you can go get a free one, like go download it and get it and get a beta key. So, all right, board game, Catalyst game sponsorship. Obviously we'll be giving away those prizes very soon. We've got a prize today that you guys are gonna like, but Catalyst Games is pleased to announce that they're gonna participate in the Geek and Sundries International Tabletop Day. The information is right here for you guys. Um, it's Saturday, March 30th, so this weekend. Catalyst will be running games at Wishes, uh, Toys, Books, and Game Store in the Everett Mall. Um, so obviously if you're near there or if you go, um, please take pictures and let us know how it went. Uh, I think that's really cool. Too bad it's not here in North Carolina. I would go. But yeah, definitely uh, a lot of these events going around. So very, very cool. I am very excited for Tabletop Day. Yes, yes. Facebook, we are up to 3,148 likes. Hey, it's an amazing way for you guys to get information directly from us instantly. I post up uh, mech porn all the time, by the way, pictures, uh, fan art, uh, everything up there. Um, and I don't normally post those on our uh, website. But that being said, um, in the future, we're going to have integrated website and Facebook and Twitter and stuff. So you guys are going to be getting a lot more info directly. But hey, give us a like. Um, it's a great way to be able to get you that info. And hey, you don't like social media, totally understand. Go to our website, register, participate in the community questions and mech of the week votes. But we also have YouTube. You can go to our YouTube channel at No Guts and Galaxy TV. We'll be uh, posting up some new videos tonight for you guys. And uh, as we go through there, uh, we oh, by the way, All Systems Nominal, episode three is coming. 
Uh, it's almost done. It's probably going to be done this Friday. Ken is shooting for that. And it sort of concludes the Watchful Cicada sort of series. Um, it sort of explains why the cicada is after the dragon. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. I saw the uh, pretty much the almost finished version. It looks amazing. It's freaking hilarious. You guys are going to love it. And of course, you can check us out on our Twitch channel, NGNG TV. We're actually leading the way as far as MWO is concerned. 24-7 mech porn. That is what I want to do. That is the ultimate goal of the streamers. Make sure to follow them. We've got uh, more info coming uh, to where you can go to their individual streams to get some information, stuff like that. But uh, follow us on there. And of course, you can check us out on Twitter, um, even though I don't think it's auto-updating right now. But our new website does it. So, yeah. At No Guts No Galaxy. Yes. Thanks to everyone, our community, our staff members. There's a ton of people behind NGNG. A lot of people don't realize that. And everyone else out there for supporting us. And thank you to the following Mech Warriors for their donations to NGNG. Jesse, Ryan, Benjamin, Daniel, Dylan, Shannon, David, Kevin, Christopher, Faraday, Shane, Ken, James, Adam, Lewis, and anyone I missed. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you for buying t-shirts for those that have done. And if you haven't bought one, I would go to the website right now. We only have a few Warhammer t-shirts left. And I think there's one Rifleman. So there's only a few Warhammer t-shirts. Um, just So just keep that in mind. Get them while you can. More t-shirts will be coming down the road. And of course, the Herbs t-shirts, which by the way, quality is superb on them. You can ask Oh my gosh, I just got mine today. It is freaking awesome. Seriously, by amazing way, quality. Wife, wife his wife she stole totally stole Rebecca it stole from, me. from Darren. Yeah, she's like, oh, that one's cute. Now, you know, women always use this word, and then it kind of like ruins things for me. Like you buy a big-ass truck, and they go, oh, it's cute. And then you're like, yeah. Oh, but anyway. So, so it looks like Jamie, Dagger 6T6, got his in the mail. Nice. Jamie, can you tell everyone how you feel? Like, quality, I mean, really, honestly, you can be honest with everyone. Do you like it? Love it? But only, but only answer if it's good. Yeah. No, it's great. We got the Warhammer shirt. Warhammer shirt and the herbs t-shirt and the quality is fantastic so for me it was worth every penny awesome man so there you have it so and when you buy one of those the herbs t-shirt you're also supporting short painter Rudy he's the artist behind it he's getting 50% of the proceeds so help support NGNG help support the artist community supporting community that is what we're about so this was your local no guts no galaxy mechware podcast we hope you enjoyed tonight's show this is Phil this is Darren this is Brandon, also known as Catcher Kill. This is Greg. Until next time, Mech Warriors. <laughs>